Welcome to episode 32 of Stay at Homer, the podcast where two British men in lockdown re-experience every episode of The Simpsons from episode one on. Um, I'm Tim Tucker. I'm Andrew Lowe. And in a minute I'll sort of talk about The Simpsons episode we're discussing, but before that, we can't really ignore what's going on around the world anymore, Andy. There is the small matter of the world ending, isn't there? Yeah, going up in flames. Sort of um, one, one, uh, one issue at a time. So we're in the grip of a global pandemic mm. with um, you know hundreds of thousands of people dying, suffering, yeah. and um, now we've got the United States apparently transforming into a dictatorship. Yes, um, um, yeah, you're referring, of course. If anyone's listening to this ten years later and wondering what we're talking yeah. about, yeah, the, the death of George <laughs> Floyd in America has led to mass campaigning, stroke riot, stroke demonstrations in america and in britain actually um riots is a kind of pejorative term isn't it that's that's the difficult bit the the language about all this is so difficult and um so sensitive uh yeah you know it's it's, again it's labeling things it's it's naming the good guys and the bad guys and they're terrorists or they're probably protesters and yeah um you know it's it depends on your perspective isn't it they're saying it's the biggest demonstration since martin luther king was assassinated in 68 Mm. Um, so it's that kind of level. Yeah. So in this climate, um, you know, we're trying to, uh, as I'm sure you are listening, trying to keep a grip on your mental health and yeah. concerned about your physical health and all kinds of things at the moment. So mm. um, uh, we're here to tell you what's happened in an episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> Um, in the early in the early nineties, there's no way you mitigate. can add gravity to that. Is there? We thought we'd mitigate some of the misery yeah. by talking about. I'm trying to think of a segue actually. Yeah. So <laughs> the only segue I can think of is uh, Donald Trump is a bit like what Homer would be like as a president if he had he had all his sort mm. of can't see past his nose sensibility yeah. but had all his warmth and empathy sort of like removed yeah you know, and that's a good that, yeah well good attempt yeah <laughs> yeah like a sort of a, like a scaled up child doesn't he really to blow donald trump you feel that absolutely somebody somebody sort of wrongs him and he mm. doesn't have the emotional maturity to find a way around it other than sort of bluster and threat and, yeah um, you know, the worst kind of bully really Fortunately, Homer is a lot more likable than Donald Trump, but um, of course, yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's. I mean, we we're going to have to put it behind us this, and we we take it completely seriously, and our, um, I suppose support is a given, mm. and isn't it? Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about the Simpsons unashamedly, so um, we'll move on from that. But uh, yeah, I think I think it's difficult. It's a bit of a crash segue, isn't it? But. Mm. I think I think part of doing this podcast we're, at the time we're doing it is we're trying to record our our experiences, our mood, um, mm. uh, and everything as well as share a bit of positivity and our kind of joint love of the Simpsons. Yeah, um, can't really ignore what's going on at the moment. I'm no. sure people listening to this, or a lot of people listening to this, might be in America or certainly have friends in America. I yeah. do, you do. So uh. it's very difficult to do this kind of in a bubble. But the one yeah. positive is, you know, we just we have to get on with life and uh, the Simpsons is something that kind of makes it worth living for me. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. some, it's a, it's a pleasure. It's not necessary, but it's, uh, it's one of the great pleasures. Yeah. yeah it's part of the texture of, um, 
pleasure that we're trying to kind of um, enjoy mm. at the moment while in parallel this uh, all this suffering is going on in um, in, the, in America. So we are talking about Series 2, Episode 19. This is um, the episode called Lisa's Substitute. Yeah. Written by John Vitti, mm. starring um, Dustin Hoffman. Not really starring, because he's uncredited, isn't he? Yeah, he's credited as mm. Sam Etik. Do we know why? I don't know why. No, mm. we're not the kind of podcast that knows that sort of thing, are we? <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you done any research <laughs> on that? Contractually, I would imagine. Yeah. Possibly. But because um, he's, cl- he's easily the biggest star they've had yeah. on so far. Everyone kind of knew. I mean, the word got out. It wasn't, it wasn't mm. a, a secret as such. There's a nice cheeky little reference to, to him as well later, to the fact of a big film he was in. Yeah, exactly. So there's, there's little clues in there. But, um, mm. So it starts at school um, with the news that Miss Hoover is going to be off for various reasons, we're not really sure which one. One, one well, we do find out because one is that she drank drain cleaner. <laughs> Another, that she might have fallen rumors, down. Yeah, 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 that she might have fallen down a well. Presumably, she's got a habit of dropping out of school. Um, yeah, bit of a sick, sick note teacher. Yeah, uh, but it turns out to be a Lyme disease, uh, and of course, yeah. helpfully, I think it's Ralph Wiggum who's who makes his first appearance here. Um, is this Ralph, Ralph's first appearance? I think it is, yeah. Certainly as wow. a character, yeah. as you know, a voiced character. Um, yeah. He's a great character, but we'll come to him later. Um, yeah, he, he, he asks, what is Lyme disease? And uh, Principal Skinner steps in to explain. <laughs> um, in great detail. <laughs> not very tactfully. Not very tactfully, because Miss Hoover's standing there, isn't she? And he, yeah, he, he explains quite, quite graphically that it's spread by small ticks. Yeah. And when a disease tick starts to suck on your blood, malignant spirochetes infest your bloodstream and spread into your spinal fluid and on into the brain. <laughs> That's where she breaks down and says, the yeah. brain, dear God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> could have saved that which, until she was out of the yeah, room. Yeah, it's a little bit tactless of him, yeah. Um, so, yeah, she's, she's off. Um, meanwhile, Bart's showing videos of cats being born, traumatising the children upstairs. Um, says, yeah. But but what happens is obviously a substitute teacher arrives um, mm. in quite dramatic style. We see his um, his boots, his cowboy boots first, and he enters the classroom shooting into the ceiling. <laughs> you can get away with that now, could you? I do like like Skinner's <laughs> adopting a cowardly position behind the desk at the sound of yes. gunfire. <laughs> yeah, immediately. Yeah, which suggests that we do find out about his days in Nam. Yeah, um, yeah, in that's a future true. episode. That's so true. Yeah, it's a bit of PTSD there. I, yeah, my first thought was he made no attempt to save the children. He just... just uh, yeah, no, no. <laughs> Saves himself. He asked him, actually, are you insane, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, but he's a classic sort of a dead poet society yeah, teacher, exactly. isn't he? Mm-hmm. So, so he was obviously influenced by that. Just yeah. the idea of a teacher who is kind of radical um, yeah. and you know, has a very, very, very radical way of imparting yeah. facts and... More liberal. On side. Much yeah. more liberal, yeah. Not, yeah. not quite so so prescriptive. I think um, most of us, if we're lucky, have experienced such a teacher, and uh, I mm. certainly um, resonated with it. Um, yeah, I did, yeah. I mean, he, he comes in with the whole cowboy shtick and, you know, sets a few sort of clues for them about what's what's different about his cowboy costume that would be out of place, and Lisa gets them all right. In fact, she gets one that he didn't, I don't think, intend, which is that he's Jewish, and there were no Jewish yeah. cowboys. I don't think he actually meant that one. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. So she sort of has like a bonus point. Yeah. She's, she's so intelligent. She exactly. sort of, she completely, she second guesses him. Yeah, which and, is nice. Um, you know, he's obviously impressed by that. Yeah. And then you see Miss, Miss Crumapple. Yeah. Um, then you, um, in her class where she's, they're electing a class president. Yeah. Um, I loved Martin. Martin seems to have developed a lisp in this episode, I noticed. Oh yeah, he was slightly um, different voice. to make him like a, a bit nerdier. Yeah, but he um, he puts to, he puts forward an impassioned case for the main thrust of his manifesto, which will be a science fiction library featuring the overlords of the genre, including Asimov, yeah. Clark, and then one of the other kids says, "What about Ray Bradbury?" He says, "I'm aware of his work." <laughs> <laughs> so he's like a little bit snobby about Ray Bradbury because he's a bit more populist. But he's not, <laughs> he's not quite in. such. Yeah. He's not quite so hard sci-fi, is he, Ray Bradbury? No, I love and, it. Um, <laughs> he's such he a says, nerd. Keep watching the skies. He's obviously going through a science fiction reading phase. It's interesting because at the time, um, things have changed a lot, haven't they? In the, in the early 90s, if you were into science fiction, um, this kind of thing, then yeah. it was a sort of blanket label. You, know, you were immediately classed as a nerd, yeah. as someone a bit geeky, you know, yeah. fancy or um, you know, Dungeons and Dragons, that kind of thing. Yeah. But now it's completely the opposite. Yeah, it's mainstream. It's completely changed. Yeah. Totally mainstream, yeah. But yeah, so it twos and froze between those two classrooms for a bit with, with um, Bart sort of edging his way into um, being, well, I, I love the way Mrs. Crabapple tries to get him out of his, um, his approach to putting himself up for class president by giving him a note that says yeah. keep Bart busy for a few minutes. That's all it takes to outwit him for all of his grandstanding to the class. Mm. He, he's not intelligent enough just to check what's on the note. No. <laughs> you would think that's the first thing Bart would do, just immediately you know, yeah. break her trust and have a look at the note. But he doesn't, know. But he's, he no. sort of makes faces at the window and, um, you know, manages to yeah. get his way back in. But meanwhile, Mr. Bergstrom's wooing Lisa, not deliberately, by the way. I'm not suggesting he's a mm. pedophile in any way. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's winning her over. So thank you. That's a better way of putting it. Yeah, because yeah, he's reading from Charlotte's Web and Weeping and, yeah. um, you know, getting everyone to, to show their talent, which is amazing. So everyone, yeah. you know, feels empowered. Even suggesting Lisa should play a saxophone, even though she doesn't want to. Um, so yeah, their yeah. talents are, are, are a bit limited, aren't they? To sort of live, pulling back their eyelids, sort of yeah. peeling their eyelids up a little bit, yeah, or just pulling faces and things. But, um, but he's celebrating them. Yeah, he celebrates all of them. Yeah, he celebrates the fact that that's some, that's unique to them and it's yeah. all valid. Uh, and, that, um, that's a theme throughout yeah. the, the episode, actually, um, which I find rather effective. Yeah. I thought it was good. Your individual, yeah, yeah. Um, the, Celebrating the individual, isn't it? Really, yeah. And you know what makes you who you are, which which is yeah. a great payoff at the end. Lisa finds Mrs. Crabapple having a go at seducing Mr. Bergstrom. <laughs> yes. So here's where we get the graduate moment. Yeah, she puts her leg because... up and says, "Teach me a lesson I sorely need," which is uh, yeah. a little bit strong, isn't it? <laughs> it is a little bit, yeah. Implying she's she's um, keen on sadomasochistic sex. <laughs> But he a role play, he, yeah, a role play, yeah. But he says you're trying to seduce me, which is a line from The Graduate, which is exactly the line that yeah. Dustin Hoffman's character says to um, Mrs. Robinson in the, the Graduate. Yeah, and the, and the angle on the leg that she puts up is yeah. Um, yeah. So that's a nice little meta, yeah, little stroke. But he he turns her down, says it's the children I love, and it's uh, another great win for Lisa who overhears all this. Mr. Bergstrom overhears Lisa playing sax outside, so you know yeah. this that she gets she gets that in. And then she starts yeah. talking to Marge, her mum, um, about Mr. Bergstrom and sort of going on about all the great things that he does. 
That's right. And Marge tries to say nice things about Homer. Yeah. Which Lisa won't buy. Yeah. (laughs) But when they come into to the the dining room, she starts explaining how he was he was crying over Charlotte's Web and Homer and Bart just laugh mercilessly about that. Yeah, I love that. Meanwhile, Bart seems to be doing really well in his campaign to win the presidency. This is the beginning of populism, isn't it? Yeah. This is this is the whole point here is Bart's campaign is based on populism, is based on, you know, just just um, drumming up the the, yeah. mass, the masses, and um, with no, he has no real uh, meaningful substance. campaign, substance no. to his campaign. No, but it's all about his his personality and his, um, you know, just trying to win people over with that rather than with any kind of substance. And like he, he talks to Homer about it, and Homer says, "Well, what's more important than popularity?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is obviously a really dangerous, yeah, a horrible, uh, in a way, a really horrible prescient of what was to come with social media and yeah, and likes and all kinds of stuff. Homer says, um, "I always knew you had personality, but the doctors just said it was hyperactivity." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is a misunderstanding of a diagnosis. There, I think um, Martin is complaining about the asbestos, but Bart campaigns for more asbestos. Yeah, he just turns it on his head. Yeah, everyone's behind him just because it's kind of gainsaying what Martin says. Yeah, even though clearly don't want a school with more asbestos. No, nobody wants that. Le- yeah. Lisa says you'll never go broke appealing to the lowest common denominator. That's anyway. right. Yeah. Ralph, meanwhile, writes a card to Miss Hoover. <laughs> this is wonderful. Yeah. This is <laughs> dear, this is dear Miss Hoover. Yeah. You have Lyme disease. We miss you. Um, here's a drawing of a spirochete, which is kind of sweet, but yeah. and in its own way, it's just as in- insensitive as uh, Skinner. Laying yeah. out the biological horror of the disease <laughs> in her earshot. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, it's, it's nice. It's... Dear Miss Hoover, you have Lyme disease. Not the last thing she probably wants to be reminded of. <laughs> <laughs> in, a, in a goodwill card. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, Marge makes Homer take Lisa to the museum to try and make some bonding time. And um, I think this is the subplot um, is that he's yeah. not just a substitute teacher, Mr. Bergstrom, he's kind of a substitute parent, isn't he? And there's there's um there's this going on where Homer's trying to win back his position yeah. as, as a father. It's quite poignant really, isn't it? Because yeah. you've got you've got Homer um just being himself and they're looking yeah. at the cabinet with, you know, mummification and mummies mm. and Mr. Bergstrom's talking about the he's got the, the the facts of actual mummification, what it entails. But yeah. also, he's appealing to the sort of slightly gross kind of nature that an eight-year-old yeah. girl would would connect with. He's got a lovely intersection between those two things. Yeah, you know, he's absolutely, you know, he's such a kind of seasoned educator in that respect. But Homer um, just kind of says, "Oh, imagine it would be worse being chased by the Wolfman or something like that." Yeah, it's and embarrassing goes, to Lisa. Yeah. He goes down, you know, he's he's dumbed right down there. And for yeah, as you say, yeah, for Lisa, that's mm. an embarrassment. She's mm. she's more in tune with. Sort of Mr. Mr. Bergstrom's level. It's very realistic. I can't pass this point before, though, when, when Homer's trying to um, get out of it. Um, I think it might be the first time we see Con- Homer have a conversation with his brain, which oh is. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Which, is, which happens a few times in The Simpsons, but I think this might yeah. be the first time. Yeah, Marge wants, wants him to spend time with Lisa and go to the museum, yeah, before, yeah. and he says he has a think, and his brain <laughs> mocks him. Yeah. He says, oh, you, you're not smart enough, you can't come up with anything. And he says, "Okay, okay, I'll go." And then goes lousy brain. Yeah, they come. They come up with more of these in future episodes. There's some great ones yeah. where his brain has to explain to him what he's missed. Um, yeah. But um, 
Yeah, so Marge um, suggests inviting Bergstrom to dinner, which is a nice idea. But of course, she turns up back to school and he's gone. Um, Miss Hoover's back. Turns out, she says, my Lyme disease was psychosomatic. <laughs> That's right. Is she crazy or faking it? Um, yeah, a bit of both. Also here, you know, incredibly topical. She says, when a disease is in all the magazines and on all the game shows, oh, it's yeah. only natural to think you have it. Mm. Which is that really resonated? Yeah, which couldn't be more topical, could it? Really, we've talked about it, haven't we? You and I, in the, um, yeah, recently. just feeling all kinds of little symptoms and disease, and you know, little yeah. little niggles and thinking, "Have oh, I got it? Have I got it?" Yeah, and um, you know, pretty much everybody in the world is going through that at the moment. Well, this is wrapping up. She's got to go and catch up with Mister Bergstrom, but meanwhile, Martin and Bart are. are um, it looks like he's defeated him. Martin looks a shell of a, a boy, but mm-hmm. um, turns out Bart despite all his populist appeal, has, has actually forgotten to get anyone to vote for him. <laughs> mm. um, so he loses. Yeah, he's put too much emphasis on the campaign yeah. phase of the process. He's not a complete yeah. finisher, is he? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, he's not. No. He, hasn't, he hasn't made sure. He's not, he hasn't got the kind of door-to-door canvassing yeah. quite, quite, quite right, you know, have you voted today sort of thing. He didn't even cast his own vote, which you're allowed to do. No, um, no, no. It's an idiot. So, uh, yeah. so Martin wins two for one. Um, yeah. Two for, two for nothing, actually. And, uh, it's Wendell, isn't it? Wendell is his um, yeah his main supporter. There he is. Which kind of makes sense, I suppose. <laughs> um, meanwhile, uh, Lisa catches up with Mr. Bergstrom at the train station. I'm, I found this moving. Actually, I won't. I won't lie. Yeah, I, do, yeah, yeah, I had I a do. bit of a tear in my eye at uh, this yeah. exchange because yeah, you know, she says you're the best teacher I ever had. He admits it. <laughs> I can't lie. I am the best. Um, that's right yeah are you because they say he's needed for the projects or something for the yeah yeah for, and he says that that's the problem isn't it with being middle class you people who really um who really care they'll abandon you for people who need need it more yeah need it more yeah it's, a, it's um, a it's a sweet moment um it is yeah yeah and and the po- the moment where he says well, that you can rely on this and he gives her a slip of paper which she doesn't open straight away but yeah. um but when he's gone she's waved him goodbye she opens and it just says you are Lisa Simpson, which is a yeah. lovely, lovely message. Well, we were saying before, that's the theme. You yeah. Know, the theme of um, what makes you, you, is more important to celebrate that, to recognise it, to accept that it's valid, to build on that, you know, rather mm. than try to be something you're not, or yeah. try to appeal to the masses for a bit of popularity, a bit of cheap popularity, Yeah, which in a way is what Martin and Bart tried to do. Yeah, and, it's a good um, contrast. It's a beautiful message, yeah. It yeah, does, it is, yeah. It does leave the writers with a problem because we always want to end up with the family back together comfortably. And yeah. and I think, I don't know about you, but I think they round it off really well because she goes back home and she gets Homer, who's more upset, it seems, about Bart's losing the vote than, yeah. than about Lisa. He's not even really noticed that um, that she's upset about this. <laughs> he yeah. says, just because I don't care doesn't mean I don't understand. Which <laughs> Yeah, that's a good line. Yeah, that's very hard. <laughs> but she, uh, yeah, but he goes up to speak to her after Marge insists. And I think he does a fairly good job of, of winning her back. What do you what do you make of that ending? Yeah, I like it. Um, mm. I like that he sort of celebrates himself, who he is. Right, yeah. And that's on theme, isn't it? Yeah. He's not trying, he's not saying... Maybe I can study and maybe I could be as clever as Mr. Bergstrom or, mm. you know, I know things as well uh, or anything like that. He's just celebrating his own homeness yeah. by 
you know, making a baboon impersonation, making her laugh. And, yeah. Um, he does sit on a dollhouse, doesn't he? And breaks yeah. a dollhouse. <laughs> which, in a way, is very Homer. But he goes, doll. Yeah. But it's sort of, um, you know, you've got to love him, really. Yeah. And, and um, he, he does say, everyone special to me is under this roof. And I think that's that's true. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. It's always yeah. been true and always will be. And that's that's what matters, yeah. Yeah, so he's he's celebrating his... You know his essence there, isn't he? He's saying to her, "I am what I am," and um, she accepts that. You know, she accepts the idea that he's he's um, he's not going to be. He can't be Mister Bostrom. He's totally different. So that, right, it's only just what, yeah, and it's only just occurred to me that 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 line, "Everyone special to me is under this roof," is is his way of saying, "I'll be here for you always." Whereas Mister Bergstrom had to move on. You know, um, yeah, that's a, that's a really yeah. really touching part about how it wraps up. His role yeah, in and her it's a celebration of family in a way, isn't it? It's a celebration yeah. that that um, that's the deal with family. It's uh, an unbreakable contract, ultimately. You know, yeah. it's something that you can't really choose it. Um, nice. It's, it's something that um, you can't just pick up and put down at will. It's just part of you. He actually has a, he goes on a bit of a roll because he, he manages to to also reassure Bart that he's fine yeah. and even puts Maggie's pacifier back in. Um, and it ends with him saying, Marge, let's just go to bed. I'm on the biggest roll of my life. Um, yeah, lovely. Yeah, I think a really nice episode. It's one of those. Yeah. I mean, it's not it's a lot of those... laughs. We haven't been laughing a lot in the last five minutes, but but it's full of warmth, isn't it? Yeah. When it tries to do these episodes, it does them really well. And um, usually, and the notes, it just hits the notes perfectly. Yeah. And you, um, it's it's sort of a Lisa episode, but... You can see how how it's evolved from the last Lisa episode, really, which is the bleeding Gubbs Murphy. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, which um, it's just a bit languid, a bit overplayed in times. Mm. And but here, this is kind of right, perfect, right on the nose. It's perfect in a, you know, in a yeah. good way, and it's it shows her character, um, shows her qualities rather without being too mawkish. Mm. Um, you know, it's a universal message, and it just shows the show's intelligence. Yeah, and it shows the show's emotional intelligence. I think. I think that's yeah. right. I think it's it's really important that The Simpsons has this angle to it, as well as you know all the other stuff that it brings to the table, mm. and it goes further into things like surreal comedy and so on later. But this underlying warmth of a family unit is so essential to its success and to making it work. Well, yeah, it made me care, Tim, again, isn't it? It's, yeah. You made me care is the classic writer advice. And, you know, usually, you know, we're both writers. If I'm struggling with something mm. or if I'm thinking maybe this scene needs a bit of work or it needs this or it needs not quite happening, then I always think, right, how can I how can I make people care about this more? You know, how can I add some emotion or elicit some emotion? Or yeah. that, That's probably what's why, I'm th- why I think it's not right. And usually that is a good fix, you know. I find, I find that that um, right, yeah. the scene doesn't quite land if you're if you don't really care about anything in it. If it's mm. just some sort of shoveling of information to move things on. And, yeah, good um, point. Yeah, yeah. You can you can sort of do what you're trying to do is do both. You're trying to move things on and elicit some sort of emotion. Absolutely. So it's time to give a score. I'm going to let you go first. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go for an eight. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go for an eight out of ten this episode because I didn't expect it to be this good. Because I think when I first watched it, um, uh, I probably maybe skipped past it a little bit and thought, 
anyway, get back to the Homer. Mm. Um, but now I realise how how layered this is, and um, yeah. how 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 it sort of advertises the qualities of the show so well. Yeah, I'm going to give it a nine, not just to be different, but it's a yeah, big-hearted nine from me. I think for mm. the same reasons. I think it's yeah, it's not it's not a full-blown ten. It hasn't quite got every aspect right, but it's it's got a heart and it's it's on it's on the right note all the way through, isn't it? It's it's perfectly yeah. perfectly in tune with the Simpsons as a as a season. I think a big a big positive about this episode for me is Yerdy Smith's performance as uh, Lisa Simpson. When yeah. you really. If you if you're watching it or if you've already watched it, but if you if you watch it again after this podcast, sort mm. of tune into that, listen to how she performs. Yeah, because um, uh, you know, just just for somebody who's not actually physically visibly on screen, it's an incredible acting performance. Mm-hmm. She she really, I think that's the difference that makes this uh, a great episode yeah. rather than just a good episode. It's her the, the emotion she puts into Lisa, and Absolutely. she does that. She just does it so amazingly well. Any last thoughts about how to navigate through the craziness of 2020? Um, now we're nearly halfway through it. Jesus Christ, yeah. June. June. Yeah, June. don't know. Um, I saw a really good tweet, which I thought had won, which is one of the best tweets I've seen for a long time. I don't even remember who it was. I don't think it was anyone famous. Mm. But they said, um, it said something like, congratulate, because we just had a launch, a NASA SpaceX launch. Um, into um, rocket launch, yeah. And the the tw- tweet said, "Congratulations to the astronauts who've just oh, yeah. rocketed oh. off into space. Good choice. <laughs> 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 just that, leaving the Earth. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> it's a yeah. good time to leave the Earth. <laughs> I just hope that next time we speak, there's something positive yeah. coming out of the protests, or um, mm. you know, rather than the violence." That's my main wish at the moment, which has taken me away from thinking about coronavirus a bit. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. Keep watching the skies. Keep watching the skies. As Martin says. Yeah, and then, yeah, use The Simpsons like we do as a way to both... I mean, it is, yeah. it's an entertainment, but it's also a way of contemplating some of the deeper things, and that's what makes it great. So um, It's a great balm, isn't it? Yeah. And um, we'll, we'll look forward to speaking about it next time. Stay away from each other. Mm. Um, try and... Not watch too much news if you can. Um, Take care and I'll see you next time.